Welcome to the Wealth and Law Podcast Express, where we talk about critical issues you need to know about right now. I'm your host, Brent Nelson, and I am joined by Rachel Sass. Welcome, everyone. Today, we are talking about the Employee Retention Credit. This is part of the CARES Act that just came out on March 27th. And the Employee Retention Credit, um, basically, what, what is it? This is a new program. It's a tax credit for eligible employers who have seen disrupted operations because of the COVID-19 virus. And it's to the extent that they are maintaining their employees on their payroll. So this credit that employers can get it's equal to 50% of the qualified wages that are paid by the employer with respect to each employee. And the amount of the qualified wages with respect to one employee cannot exceed $10,000. So in other words, basically there's a $5,000 total cap on a credit per employee. Now, an employer can qualify for this credit um, by meeting one of two tests, and they basically have to be carrying a trader business in 2020, and they have to be impacted by COVID-19. So the first test that they can meet is that their business was either fully or partially suspended due to governmental COVID-19 orders. So for example, this would be a restaurant that was forced to close their dine-in dining. The second test that an employer can meet is if their business saw a significant decline in their business's gross receipts, whether or not there was a governmental order that caused the decline in the business. Now, this decline has to be a reduction of at least 50% from the comparable quarter in 2019. So for example, in 2019, if a business made a million dollars in quarter one, and in 2020, they only made $450,000 in quarter one, that's enough of a reduction to qualify for this employee retention credit. But it is important to note that this credit will end once the employer's gross receipts exceed 80% from the comparable 2019 quarter. So again, if we're going on this same example, in 2019, um, the employer made a million dollars now in quarter four, and in 2020, now they've made $850,000 in quarter four, this employee retention credit is going to end and they're not going to qualify anymore. Um, it's also important to note that nonprofits can qualify for the employee retention credit, so they also should try to apply for this. Um, but there is one little hinge here that if an employer is getting PPP proceeds from the Paycheck Protection Program, then they will not qualify for this credit. Yeah, so sort of a, an either-or proposition. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you get your PPP loan, you can't take this credit and vice versa. You know, If you're going to take this credit, you're not going to be able to take the PPP loan because you'll get disqualified from taking the credit. The way that the credit is taken is you don't get a check from the government necessarily. You just don't pay your withholdings. So the employer has tax withholdings that they typically have to deposit with the IRS. They file a 941. Well, instead, they'll just hold on to the money and not give it to the IRS. Now, if the withholdings is not sufficient to cover the full credit amount, then the employer can file a form, an IRS form 7200 and request that the IRS send them the balance of the credit amount immediately. And so obviously, if there was a balance that wasn't covered by withholdings, you would definitely want to file that form and get that money. 
This credit goes hand in hand with another credit that was created in a, a slightly earlier bill. It was the Family First Coronavirus Response Act, the FFCRA. And under the FFCRA, employers who have less than 501 employees are now required to give extended leave, family leave, to employees. So if an employee is impacted by coronavirus, they say they have a diagnosis or the doctor says they can't come into work, the employer is required to give them leave up to 10 days or two weeks with a maximum of 80 hours paid. And then if they if the employee also has to stay home, say, to take care of a sick child, there's extended family leave of another two weeks. And when you combine these two weeks and the employer is now paying these wages for the employee, the employer can take a credit for the wages that they're paying. If the wages that are being used for the FFCRA credit are different from the wages that are being paid, for purposes of the employer employee retention credit, then you can take both credits together. So you act if you're an employer and you are paying these amounts, then you absolutely want to maximize them, right? So you want to be sure that uh, if you have somebody on these extended leaves, you're taking the full credit for the FFCRA, and that if you're paying wages, you're taking your full credit for the employee retention credit because without doubling them up to the maximum extent possible, you're just kind of leaving money on the table. In addition, every employer can defer paying payroll tax. So let's just assume that the employee retention credit, this uh, 50% credit or up to $10,000 of wages or $5,000 of credit per employee doesn't cover all of the withholdings on the wages that are being paid. Uh, and so the employer otherwise would have to pay some money to the government. They can instead hold on to those tax withholdings, not pay them to the government, and wait so that 50% of those withholdings don't have to be paid until the time period that would end on December 31, 2021. And the balance of the 50%, the other 50%, doesn't have to pay until the time period that closes on December 31, 2022. So you can defer up to half of these employee uh, employee employer withholdings up until uh, basically 2022, the end of 2022, which is a huge benefit. It's essentially an interest-free loan from the government on your tax withholdings. If an employer is being smart about this and they're not going to get a PPP loan or they don't qualify for some reason for the PPP loan and they're going to take the employee retention credit, then what they want to do is team up these three programs to squeeze out the maximum benefit. So take the, the credit for the employee retention credit, take your credit for the FFCRA leave that you're paying, and then defer payroll and get that interest-free loan, in essence, on payroll, payroll withholdings so that you can maximize the benefits that are built into this bill. And it's only really by piecing these things together that you can get the maximum benefit out of these programs, which are great programs, and they're meant to help employers to keep people employed, uh, keep them on the books, and hopefully uh, keep us going so that when this whole thing is over, we come out in a pretty good spot at the end.